Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back. Welcome back. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Welcome back. We're approaching four hours from kickoff from Levi's Stadium. Niners and the Packers kickoff at 5.15. We're back here at 95.7. The game, Mark Randy and Jason Dumas with you. We're taking you up until 3 when Larry Kruger and Lo Neal will take over from the Hilton Santa Clara just across the street from Levi's Stadium. If you're on your way to Santa Clara, stop by the Hilton Santa Clara. You can say what's up to the guys as they get you ready for at 3 all the way until kickoff at 5.15. Uh, someone who is going to be down in Santa Clara inside a Levi Stadium for this game joins us now on the Boxer and Gerson guest line. Jason, your colleague, right? Yes, we are joined by Kate Rooney, Cron 4 sports anchor, sports reporter, the host of the weekly Red and Gold Zone. She's been covering this 49ers team for five plus years, been a colleague of mine for five plus years as well. Kate, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's kind of rainy. I'm still driving down, so hoping uh, the rest of this drive isn't too treacherous. Yeah, Kate, now you've been covering this team extensively for a while now, so you've been there for a Super Bowl. You've been there for NFC Championship games. This team, do you think this is the best chance that they've had over the time you've been covering over the past five years to get back to the Super Bowl and possibly get over the hump this time? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you look at those other NFC championship appearances, three NFC championships in four years, and while, of course, anytime you make it that far, you've got as good a shot as anyone to get to the Super Bowl, those teams didn't necessarily feel as complete as this team is, and perhaps more importantly, this team is as healthy as any Kyle Shanahan team has ever been. I mean, really the only major uh, guy on the roster who's been hurt all season is Talano Hufanga, and of course that was a big loss, but rookie safety Jair Brown stepped in and really hasn't missed a beat there, um, picking up where Hufanga left off, so that is a huge, huge part, I think, of why they've been able to be successful and why they feel like this is their biggest window. I mean, that's definitely the sense that I get, not just from me and the other people who have been around the team, but from the players and coaches themselves. There, There's no question that... If they don't get this done, it is going to be an unbelievable, major disappointment. Because Trent Williams even said in the locker room earlier this week, like, the whole season was kind of a grind just to get to this point. 
Like, for them, this is when the season begins. It was pretty much a foregone conclusion all season that they were going to get to this point. And so now is, is the time where they have to, you know, put their money where their mouth is, so to speak, and um, make sure that they can live up to the expectations. Yeah, Kate, you're you're right. I agree with you 100%. You talk about the health of the team. Obviously, getting Eric Armstead back is huge. He should be able to shore up that the defensive run game for the 49ers. Obviously, McCaffrey is back as, after he suffered an injury uh, to close out the regular season. Um, you get to the conversation, though, when you're coming off of a bye, rest versus rust. Where, where do the Niners lie in that conversation? Obviously, health is important, but I mean, this team hasn't played a meaningful football game in 20 days. Where are the Niners in that rest versus rust conversation, Kate? I know, it feels like an incredibly long time, doesn't it? But I think the two guys that you just mentioned right there go to show that rest in this case was way more important, because if they had had to play a wild card round game, uh, Christian McCaffrey and Eric Armstead, their health would have been major question marks. And we've definitely seen the run defense decrease with Eric Armstead out these last five games. Having Cleveland Farrell go out was definitely some concern. I think that's going to be one of the most interesting storylines of the day is seeing how Chase Young performs in that setting. He really hasn't had to step up and be as much of a playmaker as we know that he's capable of just based on pure talent. So has he had enough time to figure out his way in this 49er system? And then having Armstead in there, you know, they're coming up against this uh, run game that has just improved so drastically over the course of their last four or five games. I mean, I'm sure you guys have already talked about this. Aaron Jones with over 100 yards in his last four games. If they didn't have Eric Armstead healthy and available, that would be a huge problem for the 49ers coming into this game. So I think in this case, the rest really outrid the, the rust. And I know they believe their mindset is it doesn't matter. We know that we don't have to have any extra motivation to get ready for the postseason. We're coming into this game motivated. And if you have to hype yourselves up, that's a problem. But one thing that they did do to ensure that they would be ready to roll and not have missed as many beats as you think is they, they had the, the, that full padded practice, full speed, which is something that they don't often do this time of year. So that was kind of Kyle Shanahan's way of trying to make sure that the rest didn't harden too much, so to speak. Now, Kate, for the past hour, I've kind of been talking you up with this feature story that you did on a Christian youth check. Now, a week ago, nationally, not many people knew who Christian was. Obviously, they, the Chiefs, they played the Dolphins last Saturday night. And you see Taylor Swift wearing that coat into Arrowhead Stadium, and she just took off. But you did a feature story on Christian a couple days prior to that. And I know the backstory of how that feature came to fruition. Can you tell our audience how it did come to fruition and just what you learned about Christian and the use checks through that story? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think that for me, one of the parts of sports in general, the NFL certainly, that I love telling the most and sharing with the viewers is that behind-the-scenes stuff is stuff that doesn't necessarily take place on the field. And for that reason, I'm always really interested in players' families, their support systems, and, you know, how much those people help them get where they are. So I've been following Kristen Juszczyk on Instagram for years, and I've kind of seen this weekly game day design thing that she was doing evolve. And I actually started reaching out to her over a year ago to try to do a story about her game day designs. And then she's really stepped it up this season with the design she's been making. And um, the week that she and I first started talking this year was right before Debo Samuel wore the vest. 
So that was big for her. Um, she's been sending pieces to other NFL wives all season. Simone Biles, Brittany Mahomes have both been seen in her looks. George Kittle's wife, Claire Kittle, has their best friends, and so she's worn one of Kristen's designs. Um, but obviously nothing puts you on the map more than <laughs> Taylor Swift. There's probably no no better human who could do it. And that was just kind of a lucky piece for me. I, I mean, I, I finally, after trying to get a hold of Kristen myself, just asked Kyle Juszczyk to connect the two of us. And um, we were fortunate enough that she wanted to show off her kind of behind-the-scenes sewing space. So she invited us into her home to be able to check that out. And it was just at the time that she on creating the jacket for Brittany Mahomes and for Taylor Swift and for Taylor Lautner, who you probably saw, the former Twilight star who wore his to the <laughs> Detroit Lions game. Um, and so she told me, I'm working on these pieces. I, I don't know for sure if Taylor's going to wear hers. I don't have a personal relationship with her, but Brittany's going to give it to her for me. Um, and so when we saw Taylor come out wearing that jacket, I was pretty pumped for Kristen. I just thought, wow, I know that she's been waiting for this moment all week, wondering wondering if it's going to happen. And um, the Utechs are just a great couple. You know, they do a lot for the community. They've really tried to um, make a home here in California, even though neither of them is from here, and make an impact in the in the community. And um, every I think after Kristen kind of went viral and blew up, the next thing that started going viral was the way Kyle Utech was supporting her. He was commenting on every video hey, that's my wife's design. And then he talked about her this week in the locker room as well and just said how unbelievably happy and proud he is and how he's come downstairs to start his day at 4 a.m. and she'll still be working on her design. She has gushed bed from the night before. So she's put in a lot of work and he's really proud of her. And uh, it's exciting to see that people are starting to recognize how talented she is. Yeah. Plus, as a woman, I'm stoked that maybe people are getting the idea that we need some better things to wear on game day because we've kind of been stuck with like, men's jerseys for a really long time <laughs> and kate i have to say there was no luck about that kyle you was comfortable enough giving his wife's phone number to you because he's familiar with you and he sees you in the locker room for four days a week for the past four or five years and Kristen was was open enough to share her story with you because you've been on it for over a year so that's not luck that's just great reporting i had to input that Thank you, Jason, but I just have to say now that this happened, I've been telling everyone, I'm really glad that I didn't do the story a year ago when I first thought of it. I'm glad that it ended up happening now. <laughs> That's a go. Yeah, and I, I'm, I we'll see if there's any new designs out there at Levi's Stadium today. You might I need them. there will be. You might need them because it's going to be cold and rainy and windy most likely at Levi's. And speaking of that weather, Kate, I know you're still driving down to Santa Clara now. Drive safe. How do you think the weather is going to impact this game? Jason and I were talking earlier. Jason thinks it might help the Packers more than the Niners, I'm not so sure. How do you feel like a, a wet surface is going to impact this game today? Well, in some ways, weather is kind of an equalizer, right? So you can take two teams that are totally unmatched, and there might be all sorts of factors that are weather-related that would impact how, how the game actually shakes out. But in this situation, I think that... The 49ers are just going to try to hand it off to Christian McCaffrey as much as humanly possible. I mean, they like to, Kyle Shanahan has said that he likes to have 40 run plays in a game, even on a dry, crisp day. Um, and so I, I foresee that being the plan that they, they'll stick to. Christian McCaffrey had one big fumble earlier this year, but other than that, his ball protection is pretty much second to none. Um, so I, 
that's the plan. You've got a healthy Elijah Mitchell. You've got J.P. Mason, their number three guy, who it looks to be a really good number three option. He might be more of a number two type option on a different team. Um, and if they can hang on to it, I think that's going to be their plan, and they're just going to try to pound the Packers' run defense, which has been a real problem for the Packers this season. So um, I'd be surprised if they went with a, a plan of attack other than that, and I think that could be beneficial for the 49ers in that way. Yeah, I think a big McCaffrey day as well, Kate. All right, we'll get you out of here with this one. It's a quick one. Uh, you got a prediction for us? Who do you think wins this game today? Well, I'm hesitant because I'm horrible at predictions. I'm notorious <laughs> bad at them, and I, I fear that every prediction that I make might turn out horribly wrong. I do think that it's going to be a much closer game than a lot of 49er fans might want to believe, um, I, because we've seen in time and time again the hot hand does so well in the postseason, and I think these Packers believe that they can get it done. That being said, I think it's going to be a close game. I do think the Niners will pull it out. So my score prediction that I'm going with is going to be 31-28 to 28. San Francisco. It could Keep an eye on this, though. It could be really interesting if it comes down to special teams and a, a field goal Ooh. because they've got two Ooh. rookie kickers, both of whom have had their share of issues this season in this game. Yeah. Don't want to put it in Jake Moody's hand. Kate, thank you so much. You can actually catch Kate and I tonight on Cron 4 News, Sports Night Live. That'll be at 10 o'clock on Cron 4. Kate, stay dry and get into that stadium safe. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me, and uh, I'll do my best to stay dry. It's not looking good, though. <laughs> Thanks, Kate. Uh, 31-28. That's a little too close for, for uh, my liking. Yo, I don't know Kate about that brought one. up a great point about the special teams. Jake Moody, get nervous even for though sides, he's honestly. like, by the numbers, Jake Moody is like one of the best college kickers ever, and he had an amazing career at Michigan. He gets drafted in the third round, but he hasn't inspired a whole lot of confidence this season. Like he, if this comes down to a kick he has to make in the rain, in ooh, the wind. Man, every Pretty much, you can argue every loss outside of Ravens' loss because that was just domination for the most part by the Ravens and four Brock Purdy turnovers. Outside of that Ravens loss and yeah just the Ravens loss you can argue all of those other losses I think four outside of the Ravens correct you can argue that Jake Moody played a huge part in each one of them he missed the game winner against the Browns he missed a kick did you miss two kicks against the, the Vikings just one he, I know he missed one and it that one caused the Niners, they had to like go for it on fourth down when they were down like right. an extra point yeah, yeah. because if they weren't, they could have kicked the field goal and it would have been a one. So it put pressure on him against the Vikings. Now he he missed one against the Rams, right? Yeah, oh, he missed at least an extra point yeah. that cost them the. And then the Rams went for two, and they took the lead and won. So, and look, I'm I'm a supporter of Michigan football. We I have a family member. My little sister is an alum of the University oh, of Michigan. Congrats on the national championship. Thank you. So, I was well-versed in Jake Moody because I root for Michigan football. So, I know who he was. I'm not going to lie. I was a little shocked that Kyle picked the kicker in the third round. I just don't know if there's value there. Like, I don't like the value of a kicker in the third round. I just don't. Unless you're you're inviting the, chaos by doing that. Like, unless you're getting the reincarnation of Justin Tucker, or like don't, Adam Vinatieri. Seriously, do not take a kicker in the third round. Kyle Shanahan is a smarter football mind than me. I'm not one of those guys who think I know more than someone who is a professional, but. That wasn't very smart to take a kicker in the third round, just in my opinion. And I know he's young and he can only get better, you would hope, but 
it's looking like that probably wasn't the greatest. You can get someone of his production from kicking as a free agent, really. Well, Dallas, Brandon Aubrey is... He was a free agent, he, right? He's a rookie free agent. He, I think he's like 28, so Played he's not soccer young. soccer at Notre Dame. Yeah, and he was playing professional soccer in some weird league, maybe playing some football in, in a weird non-NFL league, kind of kind of off the table. Uh, and he just randomly signed with the Cowboys and was like the best kicker in the NFL this year. Yeah, it just it was it's nothing against Jake Moody. And I think Kyle Shanahan is a good coach, but I just think fundamentally a kicker in the third round is not a great value pick. And, you know, that's what you're supposed to be getting, a value when you get these draft picks. You can get a Jake Moody as a free agent, someone of his ilk, in my opinion, unless he dramatically turns it around in the next two, three years. But what we've seen this year, you could have gotten that off the street and you could have drafted a you could have drafted a safety in the third round. You could have drafted an, an edge, offensive lineman. Yeah, an offensive lineman, an edge rusher and not have to give up assets for Chase Young. Like you could have gone a lot of different ways. Um so whatever. We're here now. And I don't think Jake has inspired much confidence <laughs> in Niners Nation. I wish him the best. I hope he nails all his field goals, but it'll hopefully be he doesn't kick a field goal. Yeah, today. hopefully, hopefully he doesn't score touchdowns. To. Yeah, like hopefully it doesn't even matter. But whoo, I would be nervous if that guy trots out there in the rain with the game on the line. His numbers are fine. I think he's only missed like kicks field goals. That is from like close to 40 or beyond 40 yards from inside of 40. Right. He's been really good. He hasn't, and he hasn't he, been like he bad. hasn't been a bad kicker. It's just not he's, a third round pick, and he's he's. The ones that he's missed have been the big ones. Yes. And that's that's where Niner fans are uh, nervous and where, to your point, you feel like maybe it wasn't worth not just picking him in the third round, but trading up to go yeah. and get him in the third round. Uh, who knows who they could have picked. We'd have to go back and, and search through the draft. I'm sure there's a number of good players, but hindsight is 20-20. Um, but yeah, if Kate's prediction comes true and it's 31-28 and it comes down to a field goal, whether it's in the final seconds or at some point during the game... Uh, Levi Stadium is going to be quiet at that moment because there are not a lot of Niner fans who are confident that a Jake Moody field goal is going through. So fingers crossed that it does not come down to that. Where the Niners have been really good this year, especially during their two separate five-game win streaks, um, is when they get into the red zone, they punch it in for touchdowns. Brock Purdy and the offense has been so efficient in the red zone. That was kind of an issue Honestly, at times for Purdy last year, but in the Garoppolo era as well, was red zone inefficiency. Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey and George Kittle and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk, they've been really good at that this year. And uh, Niner fans would love for that to continue. Uh, so maybe you don't get an answer to your Jake Moody questions today, next week, in the Super Bowl, whenever. Just push those questions off as long as we can and keep scoring touchdowns. Yeah, and like I said, he's still a rookie, so... In Overall, just when you just look at it at a Mike macro level, he's been fine. You know, he hasn't been great, but there hasn't been many great kickers this year. There's probably about like three of them who are like, all right, they are elite. You got Tucker, you got the kid from Dallas who played soccer in college. Jake Elliott for the Eagles is elite. 
uh, Bucker, Harrison Bucker, or whatever his name is. He's pretty good. Uh, but outside of that, it's just a bunch of guys who are, you know, up and down. And and Moody's one of those up and down ones. When I judge him, I just judge him based off where you drafted him. Obviously, the standard has to be a little higher when you get drafted in the third round. Yeah. It just it's, it's higher. And he's young, though. So I do think maybe in like three years, if he gets his confidence and he's kicking well, maybe you look back and you're like, yeah, it's not a bad kick. He's one of the best kickers in the league, and it's it's very, very valuable to have a really great kicker. But this team is tailor-made for a Super Bowl now, and they want to win a Super Bowl now, and it's a lot to ask of a young kid to ha- have that responsibilities on his shoulders because inevitably it's going to come down to a kick at some point. I Like, as talented as I think the Niners are, I don't see a blowout in every game here on out. Special teams is going to come into play at some point. You're going to need them. Yeah, yeah. and you just you, you just want to be a little more confident in 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 that spot. Like like you know like the Ravens, they trot Justin Tucker from out. sixty. Go they, ahead. They're Justin. not thinking about like last couple of years. Philadelphia Eagles, Jake Elliott trot him out. He's going to bury a kick. You're not nervous at all. Like balls of steel. You don't have that. <laughs> you don't have that feeling with Jake Moody. No, not yet. Not, not not yet. You don't. All right, we're about eight minutes away from kickoff in Baltimore right now. Niners coming up uh, in a little less than four hours now. Five fifteen kick from Levi's Stadium, uh, and then of course you got uh, Buccaneers and Lions and Chiefs and Bills tomorrow. Before this game kicks off, Jason. Ravens and Texans. Uh, let's quickly go through our predictions for the weekend. We'll, we'll keep. We'll, we won't do scores here. We'll give Niners and Packers scores at the end of our show at three. Um, I think based on what we've said the first hour and a half here, we're both confident the Niners will win today. We'll keep our final score predictions uh, a secret until the end of the show. Uh, but Ravens, Texans, Niners, Packers, Lions, Buccaneers, Chiefs, Bills. Uh, let's run through these four games, which is the first one. Ravens-Texans is about to kick off in Baltimore. Who you got winning? Ravens-Texans in Baltimore. We'll start there first. It's an intriguing matchup, but I think the Ravens win this game. I think, uh, you know, this is this is a year where they've been as good as ever. They've struggled in the postseason before, but I think it's because they were kind of one-dimensional. I think their offense is a little more versatile now. So I think they cover. I think it's like a nine-point spread. I think they cover. uh, And they beat the Texans just simply because they're better than them. I don't see it's like, oh, the Texans imploded. They're just not as good as the Ravens. I'm with you. So I got the the Ravens in that one. I would love to pick the Texans. I just I I don't have the heart to do it. I love C.J. Stroud. He's been incredible. But the Ravens, that defense... Uh, they're really, really good. You saw what they did to the Niners, uh, Brock Purdy, and all the weapons that they have. I think they'll they'll be able to slow down C.J. Stroud. So I've got the Ravens as well. Uh, second game of the day, of course, is Niners-Packers. Uh, we could skip over that one because I, I, I imagine you're picking Niners, right, Jason? Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, picking so Niners, and we'll continue to talk about why, and we'll get a final score prediction closer to three. But, yeah, I got the Niners in that one. Same. Niners-Packers there. And then tomorrow, first game of the day tomorrow, is Lions and Buccaneers. Uh, Lions at home, of course, in Detroit. Their second home game this postseason after not having a home game in, in the playoffs for like 30-some-odd years. Uh, Baker Mayfield, a terrific quarterback. Jared Goff, a terrific quarterback. Uh, who you got winning there, Bucks or Lions? I got the Lions, and I don't even think Baker is a terrific quarterback. I think he's he's okay. He's eh. like He's good. He's had a good year. 
It's one of those guys, like, you got to see him do it more than one year in a row. He had, like, a good year a couple years ago, too, and then, like, a few years later, he was, like, struggling to even hold on to a starting spot. So I do think the Lions will win. I think the NFC South was really bad this year. Yep. I think the Bucks got an Eagles team that kind of just in turmoil. Head wasn't in it anymore. Uh, and the Lions... Yeah, they'll they'll probably win by about ten. I think it might be like a boring game too. Mm. It's probably going to be like 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 twenty three to ten, twenty three to okay. thirteen type game. Okay. I hate to go chalky, but I agree. I think the Lions win at home as well. So that's we're all picking the home teams. The first three games, yeah, this well, last one, that's last the one, game. This is the game of the week. Yeah, most it's... intriguing game. It's the the rivalry of the AFC. Now this is the new Peyton Manning, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. It is. It's Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen, Chiefs and Bills. It's Mahomes' first road game in the playoffs. Although he did play a Super Bowl in Tampa when he was taking on Tampa, but not technically a road game. This is his first real road game of his post season career it's in buffalo chiefs bills are you going the home team again jason or are you picking mahomes in an upset i'm picking mahomes oh and i i told you off air i think the winner of this game will represent the afc in the super bowl so i do think very highly of the bills too i like josh allen but i just think something tells me everybody thinks it's this down chief year and kind of by the number by the record it is a down chief's year but i just think Mahomes and Kelsey and Reed, they're going to get up for this one. They're on the road. They're underdogs. And I think they're just going to be like, you know what? (laughs) They're going to rally. And Josh Allen, for as talented as he is, he's just good for one just back-breaking turnover like every postseason. And I think it's going to happen in like the fourth quarter. It's going to be like a pick six when it's a one-possession game. And it's going to cost them the game. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would not be shocked. Difficult to bet against Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Uh, he hasn't ever lost short of an AFC Championship game before. Uh, this would be the first if that were to happen today. Uh, my pick when the bracket first came out last week was Bills Niners in the Super Bowl. So I'm sticking to it. I'll pick the Buffalo Bills. I feel bad going all four home teams uh, in the division around. Hey, but that's what that's I'm sticking with. Sometimes that's the way it with. plays out. Yeah, we'll see. Bills over the Chiefs, Lions over the Bucks, Niners over the Packers, Ravens over the Texans. That Ravens-Texan game is uh, kicking off in moments when we come back. That game will be underway. We'll keep you updated on that score, but we'll continue to dive into Niners and Packers. How will the Packers try to slow down this Niners offense? That is the question of this matchup. We have thoughts on that and a whole lot more. You can also join the conversation. Who do you think wins? What What's your final score prediction? 888 That's also the Comcast Business text line. And I'm keeping an eye on the YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union. More on the Niners and the Packers next with Grandy and Dumas on 95.7 The Game. We got kickoff in Baltimore. The Texans will take the ball first. C.J. Stroud coming out onto the field. We'll keep you updated to the important play. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The important scores, updates from that one, but we're getting you ready for Niners and Packers. Kickoff at 5.15, so we're oh about three and a half hours, three hours, 45-ish minutes away from kickoff in Santa Clara, inside of Levi's Stadium for Niners and Packers. It's Mark Randy and Jason Dumas with you. We're with you all the way up until 3 o'clock. Uh, and then Larry Kruger and Lo Neal take over on the kickoff show from the Hilton Santa Clara. So if you are driving down to Santa Clara right now, first of all, drive safe. It's it's wet and rainy out there. Uh, but when you get to Santa Clara, stop by the Hilton Santa Clara. Say what's up to Larry and Lowe as the guys get ready for their show. And of course, we all get ready for Niners and the Packers. Uh, and if you are on the way, if you're at Levi's, if you're tailgating, stay dry. But also give us a call. We want to hear from you. 888-957-9570. That's also the Comcast Business Tech line. Uh, I see the 650, the 408, 415, 510, and I'm also uh, Jason and I both are keeping an eye on the YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union, Leo, Alexa, uh, Coffee, I see you, Alejandro, I see a bunch of you on there. Keep the chats coming uh, on YouTube. Uh, But Jason, I think the most important side of the ball in this game for Niners and Packers, uh, it is the Niners offense against the Packers defense because um, This is not an elite Packers defense by any stretch. Their offense has been pretty elite now for a couple of months, and they might be able to... Top five offense, right? They they have been. They might be able to to put some points on this Niners defense, uh, but I'm finding it difficult, even if it is wet and rainy and windy. I find it difficult to believe that the Packers are going to be able to slow down this Niners offense. They're not a, a bad run defense, despite... I think kind of the storyline and what a lot of people have been talking about. Their turnaround has also coincided with them going from a bad run defense to a middle-of-the-pack run defense. But all season, they've been bad against the pass. They can be had through the air. Uh, So I'm curious to see what they try to scheme up, Jason, to slow down this Niner offense because no matter which way you slice it, you're going to have to give something up. That's how talented this group is. Uh, But if the Packers can be creative and find a way to limit the offense, uh, they have a chance in this game. But it's, of course, way easier said than done. Yeah, you you stole exactly what I was about to say in terms of being way easier said than done. But I think the best way to beat this Niners team is to try in the best way you can. It's hard to do, but try to make them one-dimensional. Yep. And look, I already have said how highly I think of Christian McCaffrey. I think he's the best player on the team this year. Um, 
I think he should be one of those final three for MVP one day invited. I think ultimately Lamar should probably win it. But when you have those three people, I think it should probably be Lamar, Christian, and then have at it with whoever you want for the third. But um, I think if you make this Niners team one-dimensional, that's your best pathway for beating them. Take away the middle of the field. Try to eliminate those those dip and dunk and those deep cross routes in the middle of the field to Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kittle. And if Christian McCaffrey is going to get 35 touches and he's playing well, like great. Like even, even if you're letting him run the ball and he ends up with 125 rushing yards, that's fine. If Brock Purdy doesn't end up with 300 plus passing yards and three passing touchdowns and it's just a Christian McCaffrey day, I think you have a better chance winning. And that's why I think the rain is going to help Green Bay if it helps anybody, because I do think that might limit Kyle Shanahan's playbook. If it's if it's a mess out there and you don't want to put your quarterback in harm's way and it's hard to get a grip on the ball and it's rain's coming down hard and it's windy, so it's hard for the wide receivers to stab that ball in the air and make catches and you can just hand the ball off. I think that plays into the Packers' hands. Now, that's not like, also, it's not ideal. It's not like, oh, Christian McCaffrey's going to get the ball a lot. Like, that's not something you, you no. necessarily are saying, like, yeah, that that is amazing. But if you can just focus on that and focus on trying to stop the run because you have the other bases covered, I think that's how you beat the 49ers. Do I think the Packers are going to be able to do that successfully? No, I don't think they have the personnel to do that successfully. But I think that is a successful blueprint for a team trying to beat this 49ers team. I think you're on the money. You have to try to make them one-dimensional, and it's how the Packers had success against the Cowboys last week. Now, yeah. the Cowboys are entirely different because the Cowboys have struggled to run the ball all season, but I think a lot of people, a lot of observers, uh, think about what the Packers did to the Cowboys' offense, which was the best offense in the NFL, right? The highest-scoring offense in the NFL. Dak Prescott, you're talking about MVP finalists. Despite what he did in the playoffs, the voting happens before that, he's probably going to be an MVP finalist. If if I were to bet, I would guess that he's an MVP finalist. I mean, he was an all-pro over Brock Purdy. Like He had a fantastic regular season, but the thing about the Cowboys' offense is they throw to C.D. Lamb, they throw to C.D. Lamb, and they throw to C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. Tony Pollard cannot run the ball. His C.D. is a great player, don't get me wrong. His, his stats are kind of like... It's kind of like, yeah, you had 115 or whatever catches. You get like 20 targets a game. Oh, yeah. Come on. And the Packers knew that. They knew that was was coming, so they were able to play light boxes like – the Packers played a light box, which is number of, of guys you have around the line of scrimmage between the tackles. They played a light box 85% of their defensive snaps against the Packers. They are, or against the Cowboys, excuse me. They were begging the Cowboys to run the ball. Mm-hmm. They were dropping everyone back in coverage. They were doubling. They were shadowing C.D. Lamb. You had that pick six in the first half that kind of felt like the final nail in the coffin early because the Packers knew what was coming. The difference, though, between the Niners and the Cowboys 
Cowboys is the Niners are balanced and they love to run the football. The Cowboys hate to run the football. So if you're the Packers, you can't do what you did against the Cowboys to the Niners. Or if you do do it, you're not going to be able to have that much success because the Niners will see those light boxes. You see, you know, only five man fronts, you know, four down linemen and maybe one linebacker. Uh, and they will say, all right, Christian, here's 30 carries. Go get us 200 yards and two touchdowns. So where I, I think the Packers have to come down on this is it's it's kind of how we, we talk about when your basketball team is going up against a superstar in the playoffs, right? You kind of have like two modes of, of, of thinking. One, I, all right, superstar, you're going to get yours, but I'm going to shut down all your, let your, your players around you. Right? you got to beat me by yourself. The other option is, all right, I'm going to shut down everyone else. Superstar, you're going to have to beat me by, with 50 points by yourself. Right. Like Those are, are the two options. I'm going to let you get yours but not allow anything else to happen, or I'm going to allow your, uh, your other players. Just don't like – it's like either – don't let LeBron beat us. We are going to throw two, three people at him. We're going to play a boxing one. If J.R. Smith exactly. and Kyrie and Tristan Thompson get a bunch of open shots, whatever. They got to make them because yeah. I'm not letting you beat me, LeBron. Or or it's like, you know what? Let LeBron. And that was the, war, the Warriors game plan for a couple of those finals. Let LeBron have his. We cannot let anyone else do anything. It was also Nikola Jokic in 22 yeah. when there was no Jamal Murray. Like Those are the options. Let the star go crazy and shut down everybody else or shut down the star to the best of your ability and make the others beat you. And if you're the Packers coming into this game, the star that you're focused on is Christian McCaffrey. Yes, 100%. And and maybe the Packers are saying, all right, Christian, I know you're going to get yours, but we think maybe our best chance at beating this team is making you do it alone. So, Ayuk, you're not getting anything over the top. Debo, we're shutting down your trick plays. Kittle over the middle, we're going to try our best to slow that down. What does that do? It allows McCaffrey to run up the middle 8, 9, 10 yards a pop and probably get up near 150 yards on the ground. Honestly, it's there's no easy answer for the Packers. None. You're, you take away one area, you're going to be giving up a ton elsewhere. That's the reality of how good this Niners offense is. But I'm, I think that might be the best strategy for Green Bay. It's all right. We're not going to let the passing game hurt us because as much as Brock Purdy is, is derided for being a dink and dunk quarterback and it being quick throws to the flat and Debo and, and, and all the yak yards after the catch, the Niners throw over the top of the defense to Ayuk, sometimes to Kittle, to Debo Samuel. They do that often, and Purdy does not get the credit he deserves for that. So if I'm Green Bay and I'm trying to scheme up this Niners defense, Defense or Niners offense for my defense, Jason, as scary as it sounds, I might go into this game saying, All right, McCaffrey, get yours, but you're going to have to do it alone. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this is where coaching comes into play. First of all, the Packers have such a slim margin for error, it's, it's crazy because. We're saying all these things. Yeah, do that and make them play that way. All you have to do is shut down the middle of the field for George <laughs> Kittle and not let Brandon Ayuk beat you over top and wrap up on Debo Samuel and not let him get any any yards after contact. Like, yeah, I mean, in theory, it sounds cool, but that's hard. These Very are, hard. These, these are all pro, pro bowl type All caliber, over the place. Caliber At players. all three levels of the field. And whenever you see a team that doesn't have as much talent beat, a team way superior, 
it's usually coaching. So we are really going to see what LaFleur is made of. Now, if the Niners beat the Packers, is that an indictment on LaFleur? No, I still think he will be considered a good coach, and I still think he is considered a good coach. But if he gets this win against this Niners team, it'll be all because of an immaculate game plan that him and his coaching staff comes up with because it's tough. Like, there is just... They have an embarrassment of riches over there in Santa Clara. Here in Santa Clara, I should say. It's just hard to stop. Like, it's literally talent is littered up and down the roster. We haven't even once really mentioned Kyle Juszczyk, who's <laughs> also dangerous. And he can he can score out of the pass game or in the running game when you're down there at the goal line. And he's he's that guy blocking for Christian McCaffrey on those short runs in the in the red zone. So... It's just tough. I don't really like I see the pathway and the logic of how the Niners can be beat. That's just that's just that is a battle in itself coming up with it. <laughs> then you got to implement it, <laughs> it and execute it, which is even harder. And it's funny. We were talking about Jake Moody earlier. Justin Tucker just drilled a 53-yard kick right down the middle, probably had about 10 more yards that he could have spared, uh, screaming in everyone's face, cheering his players on after. Like, that. that is confidence that's next level. He... He never thinks he's going to miss a kick. No, and he rarely does. Uh, if he missed it, the Texans went three and out to begin the game. The Ravens drove down and got the field goal. Now the Texans getting the ball back. It's three nothing Baltimore uh, with eight and a half left in the first quarter. Uh, we're now let's see what three and a half hours away from kickoff from down in Santa Clara inside of Levi Stadium. Niners and the Packers set to do battle after this Ravens Texans game. Uh, let's go back out to the phone lines though here on ninety five seven. The game up next is Filmo Mike. What's up, Filmo? You're on with Grandy and Dumas ahead of this Niners-Packers game. How you feeling, Filmo? What's up, brother? I'm, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Jason Dumas, uh, Grandy. Grandy, you have an excellent voice. You got top, probably top five voice in radio, for real, for real, to me, in my opinion. Appreciate that, Filmo. Listen, listen, though, man, some real stuff. I'm not going to let y'all give me no nervous energy. You feel me? You know what I mean? You feel me? Because y'all out here talking about how the Niners is finna kick, can't lose. We not even finna put that in the air, man. My mama told me words have power. And Jason Dumas, I know you know this. I know you know about this. We finna go to church. This ain't we ain't. This ain't no Jehovah Witness. I ain't no Jehovah Witness. <laughs> it's Saturday. We finna go to church real quick. Hold on, real quick. I rebuke y'all in the name of Jesus. <laughs> talking about the Niners gonna win. We ain't gonna put that energy in the air. We it's not there. We are not the Dallas Cowboys. Boys. We're not the Philadelphia Eagles. We are the San Francisco 49ers. We're going to get this win today. We ain't going to talk about how can we lose. We're going to talk about what we're going to do after we win. So let's just put the energy out there. That's how I'm feeling. Y'all have me feeling nervous listening to y'all, man. Y'all ain't cool. Hey, Fillmore, I ain't on that field, brother. I'm not on the field. Like, what I say and how I feel have no impact on the game. We can go to church every day. Kyle Shanahan and those players, they have to produce. And I think they will. I think they will. But but y'all 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 talking to probably about two hundred and to between two hundred to four hundred thousand people, and y'all got them feeling nervous. And I just have to rebuke <laughs> that nervousness because I don't need that at Levi Stadium, baby. I appreciate you, Jason. Keep doing your thing, baby. All right, brother. Hey, appreciate thanks, you, Mike. 
Man. A show on 95.7 The Game is not complete until Filmo sets you straight. No, so yeah. Thanks a lot, Filmo. 100%. Look, like, we're, we're, we're on the radio three hours a day. We have to talk every angle. Shoot, usually four hours a day. But we have to attack every single angle. And we're trying to prep our audience into every possible situation. Now, do we think the 49ers are going to win? Yes. Of course. They should win. They're the better team. They're at home. They're well-rested. They are relatively healthy compared to other teams at this juncture in the season. But you also don't want overconfidence. You don't want people to be walking into Levi Stadium without the semblance of thought that, hey, these are professionals on the other side, too. This is a quarterback who has been playing really good. Very this good. is a coach who is known to be pretty innovative. This is an historic franchise that has Super Bowls itself. So you just have to consider that because, you know, there's nothing worse than getting smacked in the head with something you didn't see coming. And I don't think it's going to happen, but we're just getting people prepped for every possible scenario. Do we think it's going to happen? Neither of us do. But like Kate Rooney said, she said 31 to 28. Oh, man, please, no. <laughs> she said 31 to 28. She is someone who is in that locker room four days a week. Uh, I would say she has a very, very educated opinion, more educated than Amy Trask, who thinks that <laughs> Baker Mayfield is a better quarterback than Brock Purdy. And I don't see any logic or objective reasoning that could lead one to that opinion that's stupid it is very <laughs> stupid i am not afraid to say that is stupid i'm not calling amy stupid i think that is a stupid opinion and there is such thing as a stupid opinion i know everybody has the right to have one but so not all opinions are equal they're just not <laughs> you know i can say anything in the world but if there's nothing to suggest it being true all it is is really an opinion without anything backing it up most educated opinions have some concrete stats or facts that help get you there i just don't see anything that can get you to thinking Baker Mayfield is better than Brock Purdy. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, okay, this goes out to Filmo. If you want a reason to be confident in the 49ers today, uh, look no further than what the Packers' defense does over the middle part of the field. And we know the Niners love the middle part of the field. George Kittle, over the middle, right? That's kind of like a catchphrase. Kittle over the middle. Uh, Debo Samuel as well. Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield and catching passes over the middle. The Niners love the middle of the field, and they attack it relentlessly like no other team in the NFL does. Well, guess what? The Green Bay Packers, their defense, the 27th best defense uh, per DVOA, and I'm getting into those advanced analytics that you love, Jason. It's the defense-adjusted value over average. So it's just kind of a, a concoction uh, that gives you an idea of how good or bad a team is at a certain area of the game uh, when factoring in down and distance and opponent and time of the game and score and all of that. Uh, the, the Packers are one of the worst defenses against the middle part of the field this season. Worse than the Eagles, worse than the Cowboys, worse than the Seahawks. The Niners dominated those teams over the middle part of the field. And to make it even worse for the Green Bay Packers, who is generally charged with defending the middle of the field? It's your linebackers. It's why the Niners are so good over the middle of the field, because Fred Warner is an alien. He, he's not real. He defends like a corner, uh, and he is strong 
uh, like a linebacker. And he runs sideline to sideline like a deer. He does. He's incredible. Uh, it's not the case for the Green Bay Packers. Their coverage grades for their starting linebackers, Devondre Campbell and Quay Walker per PFF, Devondre Campbell, 29th out of 50 qualified linebackers in the NFL. Quay Walker, 47th out of 50 qualified linebackers in the NFL in coverage grade among all linebackers. Kyle Shanahan loved to target the middle of the field against even a good defense in the middle of the field. The Packers are a terrible defense over the middle of the field. So if the Niners are going to run away with this game, it's because they're t- they are targeting the middle part of the field over and over and over again. This feels like a match made in heaven for the Niners' offense, and it is what nightmares are made of for the Packers' defense because they're already bad at defending the middle, and we know the Niners are elite at attacking that part of the field. Have we gotten an update on Dre Greenlaw yet? I Uh, know he was questionable as of yesterday. Um it's a big part of what they do. Inactives are an hour and a half before game time, so we won't get the official word, but I think he's expected to play. I'll look it up. Yeah, he, he obviously can the Niners win without Dre Greenlaw. Of course they can, but he is a big part of what they do. He he pursues the ball as good as any linebacker in the NFL. And Fred Warner almost seemed emotional when Dre Greenlaw didn't get voted to be in the Pro Bowl. He was just like, it's BS. Like, why does this happen to him? And, you know, I'm not I, I I'm not educated enough on the totality of the linebackers in the NFL to be like he should have made it over this guy. And I guess maybe I'd have to look at some stats, but just from a, a basic point of view, I watched Dre Greenlaw and I'm like, man, that guy is really, really good. And he hits Violently, he might be due for a 15 yard penalty today. But <laughs> yeah, I, I I sent out a tweet earlier in the year, and I hope I don't have to bring it back. But I said it's feeling like Drake is verbatim, not verbatim. It's I, I said something along the lines of like it's just starting to feel like Dre Greenlaw is going to get a penalty in the worst possible time, and it could cost the 49ers their season because he he's a bit reckless, and you know. I don't like throwing around the word dirty because you can't know people's intent, but he is reckless. Like, I see hits where it's like, that guy was falling down. There is, like, no scenario where he would have picked up any extra yards. (laughs) And you are spearing him. Like, you're putting your your shoulder pads, like, into his chest or his helmet, and it's just complete—you didn't need to do that. I get you want to set a tone. You guys are violent linebackers, but— the guy's falling down. He wasn't going to pick up any extra yards. We don't really need the extracurriculars. And a lot of the time, it doesn't get flagged. But sometimes he does get those flags where it's like, you did not need to hit that guy. You just didn't need to do it. He got into it with Dom DeSandro yeah, on the Eagles big, sideline. Big Dom. Well, I mean, that all started because he threw Devontae Adams out of bounds when he was out of bounds. Like, what happened after that was, it was probably the fault of the Eagles coach. He shouldn't have been involved. Like, whatever. But... He was in that position because he yeah. it was a late hit. Yeah. Like he didn't need to hit Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith weighs like 165 pounds. He's <laughs> out of bounds and you kind of just toss him like a rag doll when the play was basically over. So you gotta reel that stuff in. Like Draymond Green's gonna be a first ballot NBA Hall of Famers, but he has literally cost Warriors championships. So like it's not wild to think that Dre Law Dre Greenlaw can cost the 49ers a playoff game if he 
acts impulsively, which has seemed to be his instinct for most of his career. Yeah, I mean, he's got Achilles tendonitis right now, officially questionable. It seems like he's going to play. I would be shocked if he's inactive. Uh, the inactive list does come out 90 minutes before kickoff. Kickoff is at 5.15, so what would that be, like 3.45-ish when we'll get the inactives? Uh, we'll be off the air, but uh, Larry and Lowe, who have the kickoff show beginning at 3, will let you know I would be shocked personally if Dre Greenlaw uh, does not play. Really, the only Niner that will not play today is Cleveland unfurl. Uh, that is a loss because he gives you some um, needed depth on the edge rusher position, but the Niners will have just about everybody else playing in this game today. Uh, it's a very short uh, injury list as well for the Packers. Jair Alexander, questionable, and A.J. Dillon, uh, their backup running back, is also questionable. I expect both of them to play the Packers, if they don't have Jair Alexander, they will lose this game, no doubt. They need him to have a chance. He should play. Uh, we'll let you know if, they, if we find any update uh, before we get off the air. All right, time for a break here. We'll come back. We got more on the Niners and the Packers to fill Mo's uh, displeasure. We gotta we gotta lay out the way that the Packers can win this game. I think there's 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 one way, one way that this could end with the Packers win, and it all uh, comes down to what happens in the first quarter of this game. We'll get into that on the other side as we're now about three hours, three hours fifteen minutes away from kickoff in Santa Clara. Niners and the Packers coming up. It's Grandy and Dumas with you. More on the other side on ninety five seven the game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 